Welcome back to the Black TV Shows Podcast. I am your host, Miriam Temeskin. And today we're going to be talking about the Cosby Show Season 5, Episode 14, Mrs. Huxtable Goes to Kindergarten. It is a new month, June. It's my birthday month. Um, I just... What a year it's been for me. Um, being able to be working <laughs> during the first part of the year because I haven't been able to do that twice uh, for the last two years because of the pandemic and the fact that I got to travel um, and still being able to do this podcast with my crazy schedule. So I'm excited. Um, I always thank Shawnee all the time for coming on uh, and helping guest host, you know, because sometimes it does get boring that when it's just one voice and it's good to have another voice. I do hope to have more other people on the podcast my issue is that I have an unpredictable work schedule and I, you know, the only person that right now can deal with that unpredictable work schedule is Shawnee. And so I thank her every day that she uh, comes on uh, and deals with the, the random hours that we uh, record. Uh, but I do get requests for other people to ch- join. I am hoping when I am able to figure out how to figure out my schedule to make it more stable for other people to come on, then hopefully we'll have more voices and more opinions on this podcast. Uh, so that's just my two cents. So this episode uh, came out on January 26, 1989. Um, I ooh, What episode would have been... Uh, so for this would have been, I think, breaking up is hard to do. No, sorry. Was it risky business? It might be risky business. But no, no, sorry. What am I saying? Risky. We, we just talked about that the last weekend was risky business. So then it must be uh, the same episode of I Got the Muse in Me. So uh, this episode is about Clara uh, appears as a guest panelist on a public affairs TV show and um cliff has to say goodbye to a couch this whole couch situation i'm like dude like you're giving that couch away to another family member so you will still see that couch it will not go away uh but you know it's it's cliff he just likes to uh make everything a big deal saying that he can't give it up but uh yeah that's just how it is um, so uh, Claire organizes uh, this uh, delivery to happen during uh, the time that Cliff uh, has a patient, but the patient uh, canceled. So that's why he was able to s- see what was going on and tell the movers not to move the, the couch and chair. And uh, he gave them money just to take the box uh, to Sandra's house. And um, Vanessa was like, well, you know, mom told me to do this. Like, I'm not supposed, to, we're not supposed to keep the, the couch. And he's like, I'm a sh- like a, ha- a half owner or something like that. Half, I forgot how he said it. But like, he owns half of the house, basically. He's uh, like um, a shareholder in the house. And, uh, you know, he, it has to go through him before something goes away, basically. And... Um, uh, Claire, uh, Claire comes in. She's happy about the couch, but she's like, "No, that couch, the other old couch, is supposed to be gone. Why is it still here?" And he explains that you know his patient canceled, and and she purposely organized this when um he, he had a patient, and he was like, "Thank God that my patient um canceled to see the to, to come and see that my wife stabbed me in the." <laughs> and he said like, "My wife stabbed." me in the sofa <laughs> I'm just like 
uh you, you, you know he, he got that from stab me in the back but it's just it's just stab me in the sofa you know how do, if someone stabbed you in the sofa you would be dead i just like it was just funny but claire was like hey well we'll talk about this later i have something more important to talk about uh, she's gonna be on television and i like how cliff was like uh you're gonna be on soul train and she's like no <laughs> but you know uh the freshmen of bel-air they they actually did an episode with soul train um i don't know if it was because soul train was gonna be ending soon at the time because they were mentioning that uh something like to that extent but um unfortunately there was no soul train on the cosby show instead we have retrospect and it's a morning show that comes on at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Um, I'll be honest, when we, I was watching this episode, I really didn't take much notes of when they actually talked uh, during the, the taping. But uh, it kind of gave me the vibes of The View for those that the, the ABC show uh, that comes on every day. Uh, I don't know, you're, uh, based on your local listings, I think here it's at 10 a.m. Um, and I think in New York it's 11 and uh, it reminded me, like, this is the male version of The View because The View is, um, like, because there's many, like, uh, daytime talk shows. There's The View, The Real, uh, The Talk. I feel like The View is more political. They talk about politics. They do talk about history sometimes. Um, and uh, and then sometimes just goofy stuff that you talk about. And, uh uh, you know, um, it just reminded me that this could have been this is a male version because, you know, a lot of there's no like like daytime talk shows that are all men. Have you guys noticed that? I know the talk has now two men on the panelists. And I know that for a fact because I went to watch the talk back in uh, February. Um, and so I got to see Jer Jerry O'Connell and I don't know what the other guy's name is, but um uh, Sherry Underwood was there, and then I can't remember the other two females' names. But yeah, so it's their panel is a, now a mix of male and female. But I haven't seen anything of where it's just all male, and I wonder what that would be like if it was all male. Like, like would they be fighting like the girl, the females on the, like The View about like politics and all that stuff? I don't know. Well, at the moment, we'll never know until someone creates an all male show. And I don't know why there is an all male show. Maybe it's because they think that the audience is only female because only females watch daytime talk show. I don't know. It's very strange. And so uh, the kids were like, okay, we'll, we'll make uh, dinner for, uh, for you. And, um, and uh, also Cliff mentions to Rudy being like, this is a show that you will, you, you never want to watch. It's none of your favorite characters are on there. And um, like uh, Cliff tells Claire, like, be, it, I don't know how to say it, uh, protect yourself. Like those men, they really go at it. And she's like, no, I'm an attorney. I could stand up for myself. I, 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 I can like stand up to those men. And I was like, yes, hold her ground. She will hold her ground on the show. So uh, yes, yes, yes to Claire Huxtable. She, she, she has us down, okay? And so we're now at the show and Claire was like, oh, they're probably talking about something intelligent and having like a discussion about it, and the discussion that they're having is about the uh, about um, basketball. Like I think they were talking about like the Knicks, uh, which is in New York, and um, uh, yeah. So they were talking about basketball, and uh, so the producer comes up to Claire and says, "Oh, we're about to do the show. 
Um, Cliff, you can go to the green room. There's coffee and donuts. And, he, and he's like, donuts. Oh, I'm, and then Claire looks at her, uh, him like, no donuts. And then uh, when he walks away, Claire tells the producer, uh, make sure there's someone in there to hide the donuts. And he's like, we'll do. And so the show starts. And uh, so Cliff is in the green room watching. And a, a guy named Hector comes in to make sure that Cliff does not eat the donuts. And uh, so we're uh, now at the taping and the group is talking about depression. So the show is like about, I guess, history. And so Claire brings in her point about the Supreme Court, uh, you know, with the Constitution uh, in 1937. And the guys are like trying to dismiss her ideas and, you know, saying like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, but my idea is much better. And then they start talking about this book and that says this fact and uh, the the one dude um what is his name see you know what when when it comes to a bunch of white men it's it's hard for me to remember their names um mr benedict uh he uh he's what is what was he saying so yeah he was saying like yeah, I've read the book. And uh, Claire was like, okay, well, let's get the book. And the book is in, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ian's uh, office. And uh, she, they were like, oh, there's not enough time. And she's like, I want the book. It's like, she she knows for a fact it's in the book. And so then they go to, into commercial. And uh, Cliff is with Hector. And Hector says he has the keys to the room that has the book. And so Cliff was like, let's go get the book. Because uh, my wife wants the book. And so during commercial uh, break, uh, they keep talking about the book and the host says, uh, there's not enough time to get the book. But Claire like talks about saying like, um, like, do you really think that it, what you're saying is true from the book? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I believe that. And so um, she was like, I want the book. And all of a sudden, Cliff magically pops up and brings the book. And uh, so then uh, she was about to get the book, but the, the other guy... Uh, grabbed it and um, she tells them uh, she tells her uh, tells him what page and what chapter and uh, he reads it and it's exactly what she said and he the guy was like whatever I don't care about the book and I'm like dude you for the long you were just complaining about like you were the right one from the book I, I hate people that do that I hate people that say like they're super right about something and then all of a sudden they're like oh it doesn't matter it doesn't like match this conversation doesn't matter to what the situation and i was just like i hate those people and i, I like I, I cringed for claire and i was just like but claire you know she she stands her ground okay and uh, so we're back on the show and of course ian talks about how uh, claire was right and then they start talking about how the stark a stock market crash uh and the depression the relationship between those two situations and uh all of a sudden the guy disrespects claire with uh like saying that her opinion like like really doesn't matter part uh, for this conversation and i just i was just like if i was claire i would just walk up and leave i'm like i do not need to be disrespected like this uh by these old white men <laughs> it's just it doesn't make any sense and so all of a sudden ian takes another commercial break and then claire was like but you just took a commercial break. And he's like, yeah, we need another one. And so um, they call in the producer 
And the producer was like, why do you take a commercial break? And he was like, I need to get rid of this woman, basically. That's she's saying that she's ruining the show. And the producer says, well, we have low ratings and we need to some, uh, spice things up uh, on the show. And so uh, Ian says, uh, okay, then that's fine. But only let her speak when we t- get to the black topics. And Claire, she just like looked all of a sudden being like, I, is that the only reason why I'm here to talk about the black topics? And he's like, no, 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 not only that, but also about women topics. And she was like, uh, okay, yes, I am a black woman, but I'm also a hum- human being, an attorney, a mother of five. And uh, like when they look at her, is that all they see in her is a black woman? And they're like, no, 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 that's not it. And and then at this point, at this point, she knows that they're all lying. And so she, they're back on air, and she's like, at this point, she's like looking at her nails, you know, tr- like making sure that like her nails are good, nothing's under her nails, because she's like, I'm, she's just like over over this uh, conversation. And then the Ian goes up to her. I think am I saying his name right? I think it's Ian because I heard him say Ian. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize, guys. Um, uh, Mr. I don't know how to say it. Mr. I will just go Mr. T. Um, he uh, then asks Claire, "What is the like black perspective?" Uh, sorry, in 30 seconds, uh, can you tell us the effects of depression that has happened on the blacks? And at this point, she gives the the famous gif that you see on Twitter where she just has her hand on her uh, face and d- does that side eye. I just, I love Felicia Rashad when it comes to her, her eye movements, the way that she lo- looks at people. This was the best part of it. And uh, I love that. And um, she says that misery does not like, uh, does not like company, I believe, or something to that extent, does not love company. And uh, uh, the show is over. And so uh, we're back in the green room and uh, Hector offers Cliff uh, Cuban coffee. By the way, uh, I just learned what Cuban coffee was uh, when I was working because apparently it's it's much different than normal coffee, uh, according to the director of photography I worked with. Uh, he mentioned he explained it to me. Um, I do, I still don't understand because I don't drink coffee, so I don't really know the difference between regular coffee and Cuban coffee. But yeah, there's a difference. Um, and so um, uh, Cliff was like, I like, you know, let's have donuts. Like no one will, no one will know. And um, but you know, uh, Hector says even his wife says no to donuts. Um, and then they're like, well, there's other treats besides donuts. You were told no donuts, but let's have these other treats. So they, they grab these other treats thinking that like Claire's going to be in makeup for another like 40 minutes. And instead Claire comes in and she's like, I, I don't want to deal with makeup. I just want to go. And, and she was okay with him eating the treats. She's, I think at this point she was just like kind of fed up with what, what just happened on the show. So she really just didn't care what, you know, the saying like uh, she didn't give a F about what was going on at this point and uh, she just wanted to leave and the phone rings and it's for her and it's the producer saying that this is the best show that they've ever had the ratings went up uh, and they want her to stay for like more shows and um, she says no to them she's like getting up at 4 a.m to 4 30 a.m to prove uh, who she is to those guys is not her um, not her idea of a fun time and wait a minute I was like so confused so they said that the ratings were really good, but how did they know? Because the show didn't even air at this point. Because 
uh, moments later when we're at the house, uh, Vanessa mentions that the show is about to air. So it's not even 8 a.m. yet. So how do they know that the ratings were good? No one even watched the show. So that was a little off to me. I was just like, uh, like that would not make sense in the real world. I don't know about that. And uh, so, as I said, so we're now at the house and it's almost 8 o'clock waiting for Cliff and Claire to come. And Theo has now arranged the living room where they have both couches and both chairs. And uh, Theo's like, oh, they're going to love it. And Vanessa's like, I don't think so. And so Cliff comes in and he's like, oh, I love this. And Theo's, uh, or Claire, or Claire was like, no, this got to go. Got to go. Okay. And um, uh she was like, uh, I get your things. We're going to go to church. And there, and Vanessa's like, aren't we going to watch the show? And she's like, well, we'll just tape it. Uh, when did they tape it? Because Claire just went, walked out the door. She never actually went to the VCR. So they, I guess they just never watched it. Um, but uh, Claire lets Cliff have a moment with the couch and the chair. And he, like, he, he does a whole thing. He's just like, he walks, he lays down on the couch, he sits in the chair, he hugs the chair, then he walks out, but then he comes back, then he comes back to the door, what, what, the, the door is closed, but you see his face, and then that's how we end the episode. And I'm like, wow, you really had a connection to that couch. I do have sometimes connections to things. Couches are, I guess, like, I guess a couch, you do really have a lot of connection to it, because you spend a lot of time sitting on there, either, in my case, is usually to watch TV and movies, but for other people, it's the reading, and so you just have a lot of memories about um, uh, about that couch, so, but the thing is, at least this couch is not going to the trash or anything, it's going to Sandra and Elvin's house, like, you're, you could spend all the time, that gives you an excuse to spend all the time now at your daughter's house, okay, or a daughter's apartment, so I, I don't understand. But uh, yeah, so we had a stacked um, a guest list, uh, a guest stars. I a lot of these people I do not know, but we have uh, Michael Lambert, uh, Lam- yeah Lambert as Mr. Benedict, uh, the one the guy that I really hated in this episode. Uh, he was also in Cosby, and he has uh, fifty other credits. He unfortunately died uh, August twenty twenty at the age of eighty six. We have uh, Russell Nepp as uh, Mr. T. Um, he's has a lot of acting credits and he's done Broadway, but he passed away uh, May 20, uh, 2018 at the age of 98. So he, he lived a full life. Uh, we have Austin uh, Pendleton as Mr. Ken, uh, Kensington. Uh, he's been um, on the Cosby Mysteries, a show that I've never seen. And maybe we should do a whole, like, episode of just dissecting the whole season of... Because there's only one season for the Cosby Mysteries. So just, like, we'll watch all the episodes and then just talk about the season. Uh, Maybe Shawnee... I don't know if Shawnee will be up to doing it, but that would be cool. And then for the longest time during this whole episode, I was like, I recognize this guy. Austin, I recognize him. And I'm like, but from where? Where do I recognize him from? I recognize him from Christmas uh, with the Cranks. Uh, this is my one of my Christmas go-to uh, in terms of movies. I've, I usually have a Christmas TV show list, and I also have a Christmas uh, movies uh, list, and this is one of them. Of course, it's not a black uh, movie, but uh, there are a few. Is there a few? Oh, I know um, Will's mom from the Refreshments Bel Air is in the Christmas with the Cranks, so that's one black person. I don't know if there's any others. But uh, yeah, and uh, to this day, Austin is still working. He's booked and busy. 
And then uh, we have Rodolfo Diaz as Hector. This uh, he only has one other credit, uh, so maybe this guy is just from uh, from the hood of New York, you know, and just got a part for this. Uh, and then there's Richard Grant. Uh, like when I saw him, I recognized him from so many things. Uh, he's the one who was the Moving Man, and uh, he uh, uh, also worked on uh, Rock, Thea, Martin, Living Single, um, The Parenthood, uh, Smart Guy. Uh, smart Guy, I remember him very vividly. He was a reverend there. The Steve Harvey Show, Nutty Professor 2, um, Moesha, Eve, uh, Daddy Day Camp, uh, The Game, Dear White People, Greenleaf, the neighborhood and the new Wonder Years uh, TV show. So he and he has done more than that though. Like this, uh, this is just the list of black shows, which is a lot. So he is a big staple in black television and movies, and uh, and he's just still booked, uh, booked and busy, as I mentioned with the Wonder Years. And then there's uh, Kevin Kellner. Uh, he plays the other moving guy. This was his first ever credits. And I also recognized him from somewhere. And I didn't, for the longest time, I was like, I don't know who, who this guy is. And then I realized, he, this is another white movie. It's not black. Uh, he was in A Cinderella Story, uh, playing Austin's dad. And so I was, a little, I was like, oh, now I know who he is. I recognize him. And he's done other credits. He has so many other credits. He's done like over 100 stuff, uh, 100 product, uh, 100 pro- projects. And then lastly, we have uh, Richard um, Scallon, and I think he was the producer. Uh, he has only one other credit, and that was it. Um, I, I love, uh, and I'm, I want to say this is a good quote from Claire. Getting up at 4 a.m. to prove who I am to three men who are basking in the non-existent rays of their own intelligence is not my idea of a fun time. That is a great quote, and I love that from Claire. Um, and also that this um, this episode is, there's a reference to this episode because I told you this episode was uh, called uh, Mrs. Huxtable Goes to Kindergarten, which I never understood because there was nothing to do with kindergarten in this uh, episode. Uh, but there's, uh, according to IBD, there's a movie called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Uh, it came out in 1939, another black and white movie and probably... It's a, a white, yeah, it's a white movie. Um, and uh, it's about a naive young leader is appointed to fill a v- vacancy in the U.S. Senate. His ideas, plans properly collide with corruption at home and um, subfuge from his hero in Washington, but he tries to forge ahead uh, despite the attacks on his character. So I now, okay, I guess that makes, that really, really, uh, makes sense with this episode because they really were attacking Claire's character as a black woman only thinking that she was uh, the only time she was good f- for an idea was if it was about a being about the pla- black topics or the woman topics so th- I guess that makes sense um yeah so uh this is not really a, my go-to episode that I usually go to like I I swear I feel like it's been years since I've seen this episode like when I mean years, maybe like a decade. So it's been a while since I've seen this episode. Um, just because maybe, because when I see the title, Mrs. Huxwell Goes to Kindergarten, I always thought it was like a kid's episode, but really it's not. Um, um, and this episode really, I I really relate to it because as I think I've mentioned, or I'm, I've, I think I've mentioned throughout a lot of these episodes, um, 
recently I've I worked on a I worked on a movie that you know I, of course there wasn't only white men on the project but the key people were white men and I was just like and I was only the only black girl and the only uh I guess and the wo- only woman in the in, in some rooms and you know I didn't feel as safe to s- speak up about certain things just because I was just like I don't know. I don't want to mess things up for myself. So I just, uh, I, I didn't realize that, um, how much I related to this episode being the, like, of course I was not a head of department or anything. I was never, I didn't have like a big role where like I had some, so much on me, but it's, it was just, it was odd to me. And, uh, you know, luckily the, the movie I worked on, there was a lot of women, unfortunately, not many women of color um but i just uh yeah it's just this is the world that we live in um and uh i hope to not ever need to prove myself and prove my blackness like i hope that that never happens throughout my career but it's just it's an unfortunate thing uh, so the next episode is A Different World, Season 2, Episode 14, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. And Shani will be back with me to talk about that on Monday. And I will see you all on the next one. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.